Three, two, one, roll the footage. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Simon Severino, your host. And my guest today is a chief creative, mountain mover, and people whisperer, aka talent agent and executive at Big Speak Speakers Bureau. And he also teaches marketing and strategy at UC Santa Barbara. We will dive deep into why it matters that you keep your employees happy and why it's super important that your customers are satisfied. Welcome, everybody, Ken Sterling. (laughs) Ken, what are you you currently creating? Wow, we've got a lot going on in the in the cooking pot, as Nana would call it. Uh, we at Big Speak, we're, we're cooking up a lot of great things. Our team is really doing beautifully. We're, we're very busy. We're working on keeping the team feeling cared for and safe and also working on lots of efficiencies. We've been double downing on technology, on process and things really building uh, kind of the 3.0 of big speak oh that's so important you're work you you're making sure that your team feels cared for and safe in a time of so much uncertainty disrupted supply chains disrupted everything um this is this is really important H- how do you do it many people here listening go oh i i also, i also want to Uh, care for them and make them feel safe. But how do I do it? Lots of learning, lots of speaking with the team and really knowing where they are and meeting them where they are is really important. Uh, One of the great benefits of running a speakers bureau is we have access to amazing thought leaders and we're either speaking with them about booking them for big clients going through the same thing. And we're hearing about some of those challenges and solutions, or some of these great speakers also work with us and our team. So we have offsites, we have meetings, we have leadership trainings with some of these great thought leaders who are teaching us slow down, listen, be present, really pay attention to what our team needs and, and being very engaged with that is making a big difference. Wow. When did you start Big Speak? Uh, Big Speak was started in 1995. Our founder and CEO, Jonathan Wygant, had exited another Inc. 500 company and was up at a place called Esalen, which is a place of awakening for a lot of people. And he got a vision of what it would be like to bring consciousness to corporations. And the first name of the company was Consciousness Unlimited. Uh, And back in the 90s, there wasn't Google at that point. So it wasn't easy to find on the internet. Nobody could spell it. And the big companies candidly didn't really want to buy it. And over, over time, the company morphed and evolved. And that's still a big part of, of the fabric of our DNA of bringing good, uh, our, our tagline is awakening greatness within. And we really believe that for ourselves and for our clients and, and for our speakers and the audiences that we impact of making a difference, making, making companies better, making organizations better, helping people uh, be better versions of themselves. 
What is greatness in your definition? Mm. Greatness. That is it's multidimensional and I'll I'll address it from a couple different angles. One of the biggest things I think about greatness is gracefulness. And in order to be great having grace and space and understanding for people I think is really important. And yes, there are times when some leaders need to have a, a stronger resolve that need to stay a course whether it's political leaders, uh, you know, world leaders, political leaders, company leaders, sometimes leaders need to make challenging decisions and even more so to be graceful when, when those decisions are made and, and how they're executed. And speaking of strategy, what's the strategy around that decision? What's the strategy around messaging that to the people and the stakeholders involved? And a lot of times when we say stakeholders, people think shareholders or employees or customers. There, there are stakeholders sometimes that we don't even know that are, that are impacted by the decisions that we make. I, greatness to me is somebody who thinks of all the stakeholders and engineers and executes solutions for the highest good of all concerned. We were in a tremendous shift in terms of speakers from stages and a ton of people to being in a square box <laughs> like right now. How did, how did you and your team go through this transition with your speakers? That there's a saying, uh, mother is the necessity of invention. And we had done some virtual, very, very few. And interestingly, years ago, I remember Cisco was my client and they did an event over WebEx. And we all thought, oh, that's kind of odd. And, and that's a little bit interesting. And fast forward a couple of years later, it was the only way to connect a lot of companies. And I think it's good. Big Speak, we've been around for 26 years. We still are, uh, we have great systems. We have great process. We're still very scrappy and we still adapt. And being nimble was a really big part of us and our clients and our speakers making it through, especially those first six months of the pandemic when people were locked at home. And globally, some people, I mean, some of the, some of the other places outside of the United States, people were locked in their apartments and, and could not leave. They would get in a lot of trouble. So we had to reach those people. We had to up-level technology. We had to learn about bandwidth and the, the different platforms and uh, you know the audio. You've got that nice microphone there. The first time you probably hooked that up, it was, it was uh, oh gosh, you know what microphone am I on? And it doesn't sound right. So it, it was being nimble, it was being fast. It was being collaborative and helping people. So when we figured something out, we would send a list out. And uh, for some of our speakers that maybe weren't technologically savvy, we would just order the equipment and send it to them at home. Wow, that's cool. That's collaboration. And um, did it make you weaker or stronger as, as a collective? Mm. Internally, much stronger. We really pulled together and we were doing, especially in the very beginning, and we had a lot of folks going through uncertainty as we were. We, even if it wasn't a business-related 
initiative, we would get together on a Friday virtually and have game morning or uh, each of the individual teams of the company were meeting almost daily. And it wasn't, hey, where are you at in this project? Or what are we doing to move the needles? How are you doing? What's going on? Did you see the latest YouTube video of dogs and cats? You know, whatever it was just to stay connected with people. And that, that was huge. So I think that really brought us together with our core clients. We immediately, uh, the very first thing that we did with our core clients is we put together a package. A, we called them a care pack. And Matthew Lunn, who's our storyteller speaker, and he was at Pixar, he has a book uh, about how to draw. And he had some friends at a, at a company, an art company. And we put together 700 boxes. We found out people's home addresses and we mailed it to them. We didn't say, hey, do you want to book a speaker or, hey, do you want to do business? It's like, hey, we know the time's tough. If you've got kids at home, do it with your kids. If you're on your own with your beta fish, have fun. And we sent them a drawing kit. And the, the outpouring of appreciation and love from that was amazing. And we did really bond. And as you know, some people were having some really challenging times. And just being there, listening to people, uh, you know, listening to our team, listening to our customers, helping out some speakers who uh, were were in some financial situations. I mean, everything we could do, we were just of service, and that that was just our ethos at the time of let's help people. Um, two years later, it's it's been a wonderful. It felt great, and it built and solidified some very solid relationships all around. That's beautiful how, how you went through these very hard times in, in a very nurturing way. And um, the, I am so curious because you meet the coolest people on the planet. So after one word from our sponsors, I want to hear who you nominate for the strategy award. What if your business would run well even when you are on vacation? Discover how 1,600 business owners have regained their freedom using the Strategy Sprint's blueprints. How they enjoy living their dream and watching their business scale. Get the exact checklists they use to go from stressed to fulfilled using the Strategy Sprint's method. Order your copy of Strategy Sprint's 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile Business on Amazon today. And if you love it, leave us a review. For more information, head over to strategiesprints.com. When everybody's zigging, they are zigging. But from your perspective, they are doing the right thing. You can pick only one person. Who do you pick? Oh, this was really hard. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you gave me the question ahead of time. I would pick Omar Johnson. He's currently the CEO at Opus United and Opus Technologies. He's probably one of the, the most pioneering and relevant marketers out there. He was at Nike and then was called by Dr. Dre to go run marketing at Beats. And uh, if you follow much of what he did at Beats, he just did amazing marketing, very, very innovative in terms of the brand, in terms of how they got the message out there. And then his current projects, he's building some amazing, I can't talk 
100% about it. He's building some really amazing marketing tech that is going to really revolutionize the way brands and celebrities approach marketing. Uh, he's got an amazing team. He's a big believer in culture. Uh, he also speaks on culture to the largest companies in the world, and, and they love him. Beautiful. And uh, what are you excited about with your team at Big Speak? looking forward the next three years? The first thing I'm excited about is us all getting together <laughs> in person, <laughs> which will be great. We had a, we had a little get together with, with most of our folks last December, and that was the first time in two years. And later this year, we're, we're just going to get together and gather and uh, not talk about dry erase boards and, and post-it notes and strategy things, really just regather. So I'm really excited about that. We've we, one of the things that I mentioned earlier is we're double downing on technology, and that's really it's a needle mover for us, and I'm I'm really excited about that. Wow! And you you meet so many in people, and you inspire so many people. Where do you take your inspiration from? Are there specific books or podcasts where you take your inspiration from? The, as you, as you mentioned, I have access to so many and, and all of the best. If I'm really distilling it, uh, our, our CEO and founder, Jonathan, has been a great inspiration because he's taught us to live in abundance and that we can do well by doing good. And, and those are really good values to have as, as leaders, as, as teammates. He actually introduced me to a book, gosh, maybe about 20, 25 years ago. And it's a book called Growing a Business. And you can still get it. It's out of print. You can still get a copy. And it's written by Paul Hawken, who was one of the founders of Irwan. And then he started a company called Smith & Hawken, which did very, very well. And he sold the company. It's, it's a very good step-by-step -step of if you want to start a business and the things that could be on your mind. PBS actually made a mini-series out of the book too. And I think you can maybe still get it on, on DVD if people remember what those are. <laughs> so growing a business was great. I love Leadership Challenge by Kuzas and Poisner, and I love Tribal Leadership by Dave Logan. Thank you for those books. And um, what, what do you see coming? You see so many industries. And uh, right now people listening are mainly running small and medium businesses. Uh, what are things that you see coming that you want to share with people say, hey, this is coming, prepare? Mm -hmm. uh, continued increased fierce competition in whatever your sector is and really focusing on two things, focusing on your team to be sure that they're happy and cared for. And then when you do that, your customers are going to be happy and cared for. And more and more with increased costs, with competition for good talent, with competition for customer dollars, uh, that's really, it's nothing new, I'm sorry. It just really is apparent that double downing on your employee experience and your customer experience is, is a great strategy going forward. It is kind of counter zeitgeist because most of us think about the client and sometimes we forget that our team is under pressure because for entrepreneurs, 
even for abundance entrepreneurs, we are always doing stuff, right? For us, it, it, it is maybe even joyful and abundant, but it creates some pressure on our team. And, and what I like about your um, model is you remind us, wait a moment, who is, who is making the customer happy here? Take care of your team first. Um, right. Yeah. And that was, that was interesting learning for me. I probably became aware of that about 10 years ago because everything that we saw, you know, through the eighties and the nineties was the customer is always right. The customer, the customer, the customer. And, and yes, that's true. And exactly to your point, Simon, the, the only way that customer is going to be happy is if your employee is happy. If your employee is having a bad day, if they feel triggered, if they feel unsafe and they have a, uh, less than a positive interaction with that customer, it's, it's possible you'll lose that customer forever. And then they're going to tell people about the experience. You might lose some other customers or prospective customers. You also teach marketing and strategy at us Santa Barbara. What, what are some, some cases or some insights that you are sharing with your students that you, you might share with us? Sure. Uh, and I love, I love Kate. I used them when I was a, an undergrad and a grad student as well. And I'm at this quarter in business ethics. Fascinating. I didn't really have background in teaching before. And I pulled a lot of graces. And uh, of course, and I, I made the decision before the mini series came out. I'm teaching the Theranos case study which is you know, just very interesting and, and very relevant and, and everyone loves it. We also are following the, um, the cotton, the textile cotton controversy that has been going on in China for the last three years, where there are some Muslim detention camps in China and uh, those people are being forced to uh, slave labor to produce textiles, which large brands I won't say any any out loud. People can look it up. Large brands are buying this cotton. Uh, these products are coming to the United States, and there's a lot of controversy around that. There's also an interesting case about Apple, who uh, a lot of us, including me, really hold high on a pedestal. And it turns out that their relationship with Foxconn, who you know makes our iPhones, uh, is a very interesting relationship. And in that even this company that we put up in the the hallowed uh, levels of uh, CSR, corporate social responsibility, even they've had some situations. Um, and thinking of Theranos, it wasn't just the Theranos people that were having some ethical dilemmas. It was also Walgreens and CVS and where there are memos and conversations internally of them knowing that the Theranos technology was flawed and them saying, hey, we don't care. We just need a win. We need to beat out our competition. We need you know, to, to drive share prices. So I find those to be interesting in terms of strategy. Uh, there's also some marketing and some messaging around those too. How can people find your borough? Who should approach your speakers borough, Big Speak? Thank you. Uh, we're at bigspeak.com. 
And uh, if you just type that, you'll see lots of pop-ups. We're doing really well in, in the organic rankings, which is great. And different, we serve lots of different folks. In terms of speakers, we're mostly working with speakers who are New York Times bestsellers, who have established speaking practices. And on the client side, we just ran the numbers. I think we're at about 74% of the Fortune 1000 which is great. We also have startups who happen to have some budget, usually some marketing budget or some internal team budget, and then lots of mid-sized companies. Our largest sectors today are finance, technology, healthcare, more on kind of the insurance side uh, versus the healthcare providers, which as we all know, have been really hit hard during the pandemic. Um, we also do quite a lot of work with the kind of like the, the SaaS tech sector as well. And then, of course, kind of like the biotech stuff. Beautiful. And is there a social media where, where do you hang out, where people can find you? I'm only on LinkedIn. That was uh, one of the, the decisions that I made during the pandemic was to get off most of the other social media channels. So I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on there daily. Uh, engaging with with lots of great people and i find that to be a, a great platform and i'd love to connect with anybody here super ken sterling everybody big speak speakers bureau and ken who should be my next guest i love robert richman or dave logan who wrote uh, tribal leadership and uh, rob richman was at zappos He's the culture architect. He wrote the culture blueprint. Really great guy. Uh, both of them are great. I also, uh, I don't know if you've had Tiffany Bova on your no. podcast yet. She's amazing and would be a great source of wisdom around growth and uh, growth IQ and really, really great people. Super cool. Thank you so much, Ken, for being on the show, sharing your knowledge, your wisdom with us and um, thank you for doing this beautiful work with your with your speakers bureau of um, awakening greatness in all of us thank you and please thank come you. back soon all right thanks simon cheers hey if you love what you are hearing you will love our free master classes go grab them at strategiesprints.com what if your business would run well even when you are on vacation, discover how 1,600 business owners have regained their freedom using the Strategy Sprints blueprints. How they enjoy living their dream and watching their business scale. Get the exact checklists they use to go from stressed to fulfilled using the Strategy Sprints method. Order your copy of Strategy Sprints 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile Business on Amazon today. And if you love it, leave us a review. For more information, head over to strategiesprints.com.